Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Overflow podcast. You have myself, Brother Julian, and... Kim Estrada. Yeah, my wife is actually going to join us this time. <laughs> uh, I know last time I mentioned that she'll be coming in and out during the interview with the Zamoras and the lads, but unfortunately, she was on babysitting duty, and I think you watched like nine kids. Oh, there were so many. Yeah. So I have three, the lads have four, and then the Zamoras had... Two, two, two of the three yeah. in there. <laughs> so whatever that is, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of kids. So was she was responsible for watching all those. She made all that last interview happen. Right now it's just me, her, and we have Addison with us. So you guys may hear her occasionally. But today we're going to talk about what happened on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, the 29th and the 30th of April. We had a great children's seminar we're going to recap what we felt, what we want to share. But, you know, we really can't do this podcast without the podcast intro music. So we're going to take a moment right now to go ahead and welcome you guys to The Overflow. The Overflow. And again, welcome back to the Overflow Podcast. Um, we had to get that intro music out of the way. We just had to do it because it's just that's just who we are. I feel like song. it makes it so much more exciting. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk about last the event that happened last weekend. It's the Children's Seminar that happens once a year in the city of Redlands at Hope Center, uh, Pastor Wilma's Church. And I got to say, since we started going in 2000. It's either 18 or 19 when we first went. Um, I've been hooked ever since. It has been a life-changing seminar for me, and it is every single year. I am renewed. I just get fired up again. And it's not just children's ministry that I'm fired up on. It is just doing the work of God, to be to be 100% honest. <clears throat> um, we had great speakers again this year, um, Brother Ryan Gregg. See if we can remember. We're doing this without a list in front of us, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but Tyler Hodge, but the Darian Jordan. Ray Munoz. Uh, Ray Munoz. Uh, the Rialto team. Yes. Uh, Gavin Barrier, Jonathan Pierce. Um, we also had... Um, I'm totally trying the to Ryan, look it up, guys. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I always said Ryan Gregg, but, but the, uh, Baker. Baker. From uh, Washington. He did such uh, a good job, too. Yes. we Just a great lineup. Theresa Lozano. Theresa Lozano. Yep, can't forget. <laughs> uh, killing it, teaching us how to uh, teach toddlers. She did a great job. Um, but we have a, a really great team that went down, um, you know, that helped with the setup, the decorations, and all that. I mean, Darian we, Jordan. I thought I said his name. Did you? I don't I'm know. A, we'll listen I th- back. I think I got everyone. <laughs> but I just want to say um, we had a great team that from ILC that went and just helped a lot with the setup. Making it just look super cool walking in. Brother Philip really uh, was impressed. He said it, you know, he's like, this has probably been the coolest, int- uh, like, 
walk away that we've had for that seminar usually you just walk in there's a plain table you get your registration fee you pay it or you get your lanyard and you walk in but this time we had this huge balloon arch and we had such a good team i mean we did so much work there was a group of us we did we were busy like yeah. two weeks straight it was so crazy coming off of easter and then i literally stopped and i told brother philip booker i said how did you do this alone? I and know. he's like, I don't even know why I would do it alone. Yeah. And I'm like, I was so busy. We were a portion of it, you yeah. know? Like, he did so much by himself. And Brother Philip really did. He, you know, uh, blazed a path that we could take. But I do want to say having such a great team made it so much cooler. And made you know? it so like, much fun. Yeah, the in, just I, I know I only mentioned the walkway, the entranceway, the balloons, the bubbles, the music, all this fun stuff that just made it super exciting walking up. And then the food, you know, like we've done food oh, in the past, yes. and, but it's always just been something that's quick and easy because we just we just didn't have the help. And the Thomases just stepped up and oh, just. Oh man, they made, were so heaven sent. Yeah, and it, they're amazing cooks. Mm-hmm. Like they can lead us to do whatever it is we need to do to get the food done, and it was just it was amazing. Yeah, they did a whole like taco bar on Friday night, and then Saturday they did this chicken salad, chicken salad sandwich on go. croissants. Oh man, <laughs> with it the was, pasta salad on the side. <laughs> it was so good. If anything, you guys got to go for the food next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but and, I do, and the fun welcome table. Yes, <laughs> so, if if. You know, it, it just makes me ex- it just makes me excited for the next year, but you know all that stuff was fun and everything. But the lessons were so 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 good. So good. Um, I'm just gonna recap. Me personally, I uh, felt God take me to a new new level through ch- this children's seminar. You know, a couple years back, and I remember just thinking like. You know, everyone everyone that's involved in any type of ministry needs to come to this. And it took me to a new level. I mean, I got more involved in Bible studies. I got more involved with discipling people. I got more involved with bus ministry. I always started to perfect and made me um, really shoot for a higher level in my teaching ability. Uh, obviously, praying and fasting, seeking God's anointing, because we can't do this without God, you yeah. know, period. <clears throat> but it just made me want to just push myself a little bit further. So I always encourage, and we had such a great turnout from ILC bus ministry, Sunday school team uh, that showed up. I think even a couple showed up that aren't involved in ministry, like children's ministry at all, which is pretty cool that you showed up and they just, they were there and they're like, wow, this is absolutely <laughs> an amazing conference. I think you're doing something good when people who are not involved in, you know, whatever ministry kind of you spark them yeah. <laughs> and they're like i need to you're like yes you do because it is children's ministry and and i like that title because um the conference does teach nuts and bolts like how to do like arts and crafts with little kids how to really keep people's attentions in the sunday school classroom but honestly i kind of wish it would change the name to like soul winning <laughs> seminar <laughs> you know because that's really what Brother Ryan Gregg, who I would say was our main speaker because he did a lot of the general sessions, and he talked a lot just about Bible studies mm-hmm. and just and getting people baptized and discipling, you know, changing the lives of families. And I think uh, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead before we talk about. I want to talk about the, Brother Ryan's Gregg lesson on taking your ministry 
to an extreme. Is that, I believe is what he called it. Um, let, let's go ahead and let's talk about other um, lessons that you really enjoyed. Um, I think anybody who does any kind of children ministry always enjoys uh, Brother Tyler Hodge. Yes, <laughs> Doing fun. new songs. Yeah. He makes it so exciting. He makes it like, this is how I want to be in the class. And he'll introduce new ones. And his personality just shines through his songs mm-hmm. for sure. Um, with, I know there's a few that stood out well, to me. With that song, when I took that class, it's probably been two, year, two years ago now. And when I took it, it I, I remember I, t- I took it because I'm like, you know what? This is not my strength. This is not where I'm good at. I don't, when people start, I don't memorize the moves very well. And I remember I was in the class and I finally asked Brother uh, Hodge, I was like, how do you remember all these moves? He goes, well, when it comes down to it, just make it up. I'm like, and like a light bulb turned on. I was like, uh, duh. <laughs> you know, so. And a lot of the moves like correspond with whatever the word is. So if it's saying, you know, shine we all do like we'll raise our hands and open your fist really big and it's like oh i'm shining so (laughs) but there's no rule that says you have to do it a certain way if Mm -mm. you forget the motions to the song just come in and start doing it and just you know like you you could take these songs to your church and you're like oh man i can't remember what the tyler hodge did well just make up something for that motion and then just try to stick to it weekly of course because kids (laughs) like consistency but you know like it doesn't matter. Speaking yeah. off of how you said, uh, like your weakness, right? This year, I got to sit in uh, with Brother Gabe Baker, and he talked about like set design. And songs I have zero problem with. I could do a lesson. Um, but set design, I feel like it's so... You, ha- you have to properly plan, right? And so for me, I feel like that would be my weakness as far as getting my vision and then all of the tiny details put together it it almost like overwhelms me in like the first stages of it like I have to have a list of you know items and I have to have it printed out and he's like telling me all this cool stuff (laughs) like oh go to Home Depot and get this or you can ask them for this in the back and you can save you know like your props this way and it was so just eye-opening yes and exciting and i was so glad i got to sit in there it was one of the ones that i got to i know we were running around a lot but i actually got to go and sit in like the end like the second half of it we saw pictures and just his creativity coming to life and i it was like me and Bree, and we're sitting in there and i'm like oh my god and then my friend angel lad was in there with me she is like she is a genius and she doesn't even understand that she is she's so humble and she does stuff like that and she's sitting in here like wow that's so cool and i'm like have you seen your own stuff like she will make poodles look like metal you know like it's just an example but it was so cool to see it that was one big one that i was just so glad that i got to sit in Yes, I and I know you're saying that you know because as the me- we were helping run the media and you know record everything, so we were kind of all over the place. But I got to sit in um, besides the general se- sessions. Um, I got to sit in with Brother uh, Darren Jordan. What mm-hmm. every Sunday school teacher should know. That was really really good. Great points. And then, uh, but I know with Brother Tyler Hodge, I, I went into his class with the attention of like I do not know how to do this. 
and he taught on how to reach teenagers. Yeah. And it's just like sometimes you think you're talking to a teenager, you need to make it more serious. You need to, <laughs> you know, be just make it more churchy a little bit, I guess, you know, not yeah. so kiddish. But yes Tyler, and no. <laughs> it's yes and no. There's an in-between with that, you know. So, but Tyler taught some really good points, gave us some really good ideas on how to, because I, you know, even though I, I consistently teach the ages 5 to 11, but I don't ever want to be afraid to where if someone wants to come up to me and be like, hey, would you mind subbing in on the youth class this Sunday? Because, you know, yeah. the workers, you know, and I don't want to think like, oh, man, like, what I am I going to do? Instead, I could be like, you know what? I've been equipped. I know how to teach this. I could do it and then bring them in and still make it a ton of fun and make it. And there's one funny thing that Brother Tyler Hodge, said, Tyler Hodge kept saying was, you know how to be make yourself relevant, you know, like. Because the kids, they got all kinds of things that they're saying, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, and so he he told a funny story that one time someone was like telling on someone. It wasn't like a big deal. It was like someone ate a candy and they weren't supposed to. You know, it wasn't like a big deal. And everyone's just kind of teasing him. And he goes, "Oh man, you're putting him off, or you're putting him on blast, like on 4K or something like that." <laughs> Whatever he said. But all the teenagers that were in the room totally got it. I still don't get what that means. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to have to look that up. He might not have known what it meant. <laughs> no, he, he told me, he goes, I Googled before, like, he says, he'll just Google, like, what are kids saying these days? And he'll just, like, read about them and know what it means. I so. love that so much because we have teenagers that I personally will go to and I'll be like, what does this mean? And we're just, we're in such a different generation now. Yep. I'm like, I don't, I can't even guess what you're saying anymore. Yeah, I know. And, and you know, and it was pretty funny. So then we started like, at that moment, there's a couple of lines that were said. Like, it was like, oh, like all cap or like, you know, yeah. like whatever, you know, yeah. it's just whatever thing. So, but it was just funny. You know, he taught it. Uh, and it was funny because there's teenagers in the classroom. And so he'll say like, oh, I'm going to refer this to the professionals right now, you know, like, and it was really, really good. Um, but I do want to talk about Brother uh, Ryan Gregg. Um, if Ryan Gregg listens to this by any chance, I'm going to say, Brother, you came down and it was anointed. It was of God. It was, it was some of the best preaching, teaching, talking I have ever heard. And I just wanted to thank God for setting by the Ryan Gregg this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I mean, he did a bunch of good lessons, um, but I do want to talk about the taking your ministry to an extreme. Right? Is that, am I saying that correctly? <laughs> Close so, enough, yeah. Um, taking your ministry to an extreme. <clears throat> and um, let's just start off with the fact that he started mentioning that it's taking your ministry. So whatever your ministry is, I don't care if it's cleaning the church, I don't care if it's only bus ministry or Bible studies or you want to be a preacher, like whatever it may be, whatever he says in his in his uh, lesson, you know, whatever the present duty is, that's God's will. Mm -hmm. That's your ministry today. And he started off with talking about how he was asked to take over Sunday school or sorry, take over bus ministry. And my brother, uh, Aldervon Moore, and asked him to step into that role in Fresno. And he said, okay, like that's the will of God. The present duty today is for me to do the will of God in bus ministry. Then he started praying, like, God, I'm going to take this to, I'm, I'm going to do this the best of my ability. I'm gonna, And he's talked about, I started praying, like, God, let this 
saturate me. Like, let this be all I could think about, all I could, you know. And sometimes we worry about, man, I, I'm obsessing over this. <laughs> I, I, I think that's not bad, you know. Right. It, it, needs, it needs to be, of course, there needs to be a godly balance with everything. But when God begins to put things on your mind, and all you can think about is bus ministry 24-7. How could you do things better? How could you make your route grow? You know, you're thinking about those kids on your bus. I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. When you're praying for those kids, you're praying for your families, and that's all you can do is pray and fast, travail, and see. And you want to see the best in your bus. You know, I'm going to just say that. that those are moments from God and that's just God planning in and trying to take you to another level um he he talked about a, a couple of souls that he won and in the impact that they had on his church and I'll never forget the story I, and, and it's funny because as he's talking about this lady the I, I started seeing faces on my bus He's talking about a lady, and I'm going to say her name just because he mentioned it a lot. And he called her Lupe. I think it's Lupe, you know, is how I think we'll pronounce it. But um, Lupe, she began, she got, they, they, he said, I was on Saturday outreach, and I don't remember how exactly, but I got into the backyard. They were living in the garage, and he started to talk to this lady. He said, man, this lady was tough. She was mean. He goes, I, it was time, one of those ladies I just didn't want to catch in a dark alley by myself. And, you know, and there's, and I'm going to just go ahead and stop right there and say, there's a lot of people that I meet on my bus route who, when I knock on their door, their moms come to their, to the door. Um, some of them I will not want to catch in a dark alley, just me and that person. Cause I will, it'll be a fight that I will probably lose. So, um, so I started thinking of some people. There's moms I could think of. Actually, their faces are coming to me Like as I think about this story of Lupe. Well, Lupe, of course, was like, yes, absolutely. Take my children, free babysit, and take them. And you know what? And even though we're not a babysitter, but sometimes if that's what starts, <laughs> if that's what they think we're babysitting and we're sending them, go ahead, send them. Like, let's just do it. You know, let God, you know, make, if he needs to title me a babysitter in that mom's eyes, Title me a babysitter that mom's eyes, but I am coming after their soul too. So uh, he started talking about this lady Lupe, and, and the family started coming. And, the, and I, I'm not going to remember all the details, but God really began to work on that family. Those kids getting the Holy Ghost, God was touching them, and then uh, Lupe started riding the bus. Now we, this I think is a classic story. <laughs> The mom gets on the bus, Lupe gets on the bus, and she begins to just, basically, she's yelling at the children, she's yelling at other people, she's starting fights, she's going from Sunday school classroom to Sunday school classroom, causing a mess, being disruptive, she's being loud, and she's just being crazy, if I could just say it that way. And I remember it kind of really got under a Sunday school teacher's in and what and went up to brother greg and said you cannot bring that lady back do not bring her back well god worked on brother greg and was like no you're bringing her back and sure enough he did he brought her back many many times and she then began to seek god she was seeking god and then one day her husband decided you know and i know there's a bible study before and everything and he decided i'm gonna come to church and he came to church and he got the holy ghost on the first time he came 
of course, that did offset, you know, Lupe a little bit. And she was a little upset about that and said, you know, I've been praying for the Holy Ghost and God won't fill me with the Holy Ghost. Then he comes to first try and he gets it, you know, and God began to work on Lupe, began to, she began to let some things go. And she came on one Sunday and said, this is, and of course, Brother Greg didn't know this prior, but she said, this is my last Sunday. If God doesn't fill me with the Holy Ghost, I'm never coming again. And then Brother Ryan Gregg, you know, just sees her and says, Lupe, today's your day. And she's like, you always say that. Which is really funny because I just, it just pits it in my mind, this type of lady, you know. Because I, I, I see moms like this on my route. And and, and then God just began to, um, God did something on, in Lupe's life that day. He filled her with the Holy Ghost. And God it was, and I was, obviously wish I could have been there, but it was brother Greg just described that as a beautiful moment. You know, she got the Holy Ghost and God began to work in her life. And then she became one of the biggest soul winners in Fresno. He said he, she began to turn that world upside down. And brother, but brother Greg was, he had a burden for Lupe and he reached after her and he was not going to give up. And he just knew that, if he, what God placed on his heart about her, he knew that he had to pursue it and he would knock her door. If I could actually back up a little bit, because um, he initially found her, they were living in a garage. Well, then he went to some apartment complex and was knocking doors and they lost contact with Lupe because one day they were just gone. No one knew where they moved. No one knew where they went. And he's knocking on apartment doors and guess who answered the door one day? It's Lupe. He said, why are you following me? He's like, and he said, God touched me. And I told her, I'm not following you. God's following you. And it's just sometimes, you know, we, we could sometimes think we're, we could be too shy to say moments like that, to tell someone that God's following them. But God put that in his heart and in his, and Brother Ryan Greg's mouth at that right time, because it's true. God was calling him, uh, calling Lupe, sorry. And so God saved Lupe. God began to save the family. They begin to become all kinds of people that begin to just that she began to win, win to God through all these different organizations, homeless shelters, all these things that just Lupe was familiar with at the time, and it was just begin to win people to God. But he he, that was just one of many stories. He talked about stories of him doing uh, Bible studies with the Fresno State uh, football players, you know, and just the consistency and just meeting up with them, studying with them. And uh, they, you know, and I remember one time he mentioned that they were like, hey, we want to know about things that are going on in this present world. Like, can you talk about revelation with us? And he didn't run away from that thought, even though he's like, you know, I'm not a theologian, like, I, but I'm going to try. So, so he dug into the book of revelations and began to talk with these kids about, you know, the present events going on in this world and talking about, um, you know, God coming back. And these guys just begin to just feel God. And they were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Their parents were being touched. Their families were coming. And uh, God just began to do a work. And, you know, and I'm working up a lot of these uh, stories up to this last one of taking extreme, your ministry to an extreme when he talked about there was a family, there was some kids that just began to really press on his wife and she just had a burden for her. And they, these kids began to have a rough time with 
whatever's going on with their parents. He didn't give a lot of details, but they were going from foster home to foster home. They were chasing them around, you know, trying to, you know, oh, they're over here now. They'll go, you know, eight, you know, a bunch of miles. I, I don't remember exactly, you know, to go get kids and bring them to church. And they would live with them for a while. And then they would go away, you know, for what, you know, whatever happens through social workers and all that stuff. Well, then one day the social worker was like, you know what, you guys need to look into permanent guardianship. So he, they begin to do that. And now, Brother Greg mentioned, he goes, my two boys were right on the verge of growing up. They were going to both be 18 years old. There was going to just be him and his wife. They were, you know, and it's expensive to raise a kid. He talked about, like, um, it's like $300,000 to raise a kid, like, from birth to 18 years old. It's, you know, and he said, obviously, with inflation, it's probably a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. But he talked about, you know, um, these these little girls that were just really pressing on his wife and his wife was praying fasting while God began to move and made a way to where he now has permanent guardianship of these little babies that were from his bus route. And it was just so like, you know, everyone in the room that's sitting there just it's just their mouth just wide open because they just can't believe that you adopted your bus kids. Mm -hmm. That is going to the next level. Like being able to let God, when you tell God, God, I'll do anything, I'll go anywhere. God really tests him and said, will you really? Because that's, that's your finances, that's your mm -hmm. time, that's your, your restarting. Because they're little, they're probably both less than 10 years old. Yeah, for sure. And um, those are, those are <laughs> that's starting over, you know, and, and they, they did it. Um. I, I recap that, but I I will I'm gonna try to post that video on my I don't know however I can share the link through Instagram or whatever, and I um I want to get that out there for you guys so you guys can follow that and listen and man let it listen to it let it touch your heart. Um, I'm sorry that I recap it, but I want to talk about taking our ministry to an extreme when me and Kim first joined bus ministry um we were surprised by um the just i i guess just the dedication it was going to take from out of us we knew what it was as far as you bring kids on sunday morning you do outreach on saturday but these families immediately begin to you know uh basically begin to pull out our heartstrings. There are times where, and no one taught this to us, but there is times where um, families begin to, they, they just tell, they just share your hardship with you. You know, they tell us, you know, they don't have whatever, they, you know, they can't pay the water bill. They don't have food. They're sick. Um, and we just begin to just, I mean, that's just a little thing, but we began to just take them whatever they needed. Yeah, and I think that, you know, hearing, I had shared this with some of the team, like the bus team and stuff, um, after the conference, and it was such a good feeling because we're in this, you know, seminar, and we're getting all of this good insight and info and all of this biblical foundation of why we do what we do, and we're in this, room and everybody has the same goal everybody wants to do the same thing everybody wants to go further and further and a lot of us from Rialto um 
are in bus and Sunday school. And so there's been so many times. One thing I will say, I tell a lot of our bus, you know, not just because we're over it, but because I truly love them. They're such good kids. They're such good workers. And the fact that we were all there together was so cool because we ended up bringing a ton of bus kids from our route personally. Uh, Brother Julian ran out while I was still doing stuff at the church. Picked up 11 kids. He went for two or three and he came back with 11 because Friday night, we could get more into that another time, but Friday nights are your golden hour anywhere you want to do some kind of outreach. Go on a Friday night, four to five start, and you're just, you're going to be bombarded. And so he went and he's talking to parents. Hey, I'm bringing them. They'll be back at this time. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he ends up bringing them. I was trying to grab, so we had this plan. They're kind of a rowdy bunch and we can't have them all sit together. They'll probably cause a riot just within themselves. (laughs) And uh, our team just surpasses any kind of expectation you have. And these are, some of them are youth, you know, most of them are youth. And they all just jumped in because I think one thing that me and Julian personally push within bus ministry at Rialto is that it's not route per route. And yes, we do stuff that's like a fun competition and gets us all, you know, excited and competitive. But bus is one whole family. It does not matter what route. Some of one of our families I have had like the biggest connection with. I mean, I have sat in like with, uh, their child support services and stuff like that um meetings and they're not even from my route they've never been on my route I've never been you know on their route but it was just a family that I loved and how brother Julian was saying you know taking it to the extreme I think people may get scared of that because his testimony is just so huge he took in these kids he's talking about finances and all this stuff but God provides anything you need if you're willing. Yeah. We've had families that we have paid their bills. Yeah. We've had family that we've taken food, medicine, clothing. We've brushed and combed them because they were going to have, you know, a court date. And anything. I've made, like, cleaning schedules so she can, you know, get help within her own home. And just all of these things I met with there children's like speech therapists and just all of these things and i don't feel like it was a hardship on me at all (laughs) no it's and you know and he talked about the end of his pod i mean not podcast at the end of his uh lesson he said you know like we need to pray that god put me in position where i could go to the extreme you know whether if it's you know availability through your job financially um just or just putting the burden desire because a lot of times we're gonna see something and we're going to think, oh, man, that's going to take some commitment. You know, like, for instance, if we want a bus kid that wants to join Bible quizzing, somebody has to pick up that kid every single Thursday and bring him to Bible quizzing practice. Yeah. You know, it is a commitment. But you're talking about a few months to really impact or change some life, to take kids to youth groups, mm-hmm. like youth group things, to take them to, he mentioned Disneyland, taking them to Sunday school, getting them involved in the Christian school. It's all money and, and commitment that someone's going to need to do. Um, so it, it's, you know, God, God wants us all to go to another level. And I, I felt compelled to do more. 
listen to this because I know that if we all, if everyone on at ILC or in your ministry, whatever it may be, wherever you're at, if we all just do a little bit more, like I'm talking just 10% of what you're doing now and do reach out for a kid, uh, reach out for a family, teach a Bible study, you know, um, I'm going to go extreme and I'm going to just decorate my bus. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do something different. In six months, we could be a completely different group. We could have a, we could be picking up twice as many people. We could have twice as many filled with the Holy Ghost. We could impact twice as many lives. Whatever it may be, whatever God does, but as long as we are willing to put ourselves out there and go extreme. And he'll make you available. If I can just share like a quick story. So I have three littles, um, all under 10 years old. So I don't have that availability if someone were to be like, hey, can you be meeting me at the church for a week at, um, like at 8 a.m.? You know, I just, I don't have that. I still have a three-year-old who's not even in school yet. And so I remember one day, um, I get this phone call and it's probably about like 10, 11 a.m. And my older two, my seven and my five-year-old are already at school. It's me and my three-year-old at home. Um, my husband's at work and I get this phone call and it's one of the ladies uh, from a different route who rides the bus and she's like, I really need your help. I got pulled over. The cops won't let me leave unless I get a ride for the rest of my kids because we don't all fit in the car. It's a tiny, tiny little car. She's like, my van's broken. I just, I, I can't get there. So me and my three-year-old, we, I get her ready and we jump in the car and we go. And it was something so major for them and God literally like in his wondrous yeah, ways to be perfectly honest, easy. like he made it so simple that I was perfectly available and I tell God and I tell a lot of our bus workers too, like whatever you guys need, I'm always going to like always ask because I'm always going to have just a yes or a no, but my heart's in it. So I never have to feel like, oh man, you're asking me again. It's literally like, oh yeah, sure. I'm available or hey, I already had a prior commitment. It's the same thing that I tell, you know, like all of these bus moms. A lot I deal with a lot of moms personally, um, and I tell them, whatever you need, just ask. Yeah. If I can, I will. If I can't, I I'll try another day. You know, and, and right now <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, we're I'm sorry for the personal reference that we've been doing. You know, talking about things that we've done. This is not us bragging at all. This literally is just us talking about. You know, ideas and things that maybe you could do to take do a little bit extra. Um, Pastor Booker just talked um, last, not last Sunday, but Sunday for last. He talked about, you know, just do something. You know, we're talking about going to the extreme, but if you just start by doing something, God will start blessing you. He talked about, I remember a simple thing of taking someone cookies. You see new converts, you see, you know, bake them some cookies, find out where they live and drop it off. Whatever you got to do to uh, make that happen. Kim, I'm sorry, Kim's dying right now with her cough. So, but um, just start doing something. I am gonna. Uh, obviously, there are plenty of references throughout Scripture of people going to the extreme for God. One that comes to my mind is Abraham. Abraham was promised, you know, that he's gonna be the you know, father of many nations. He's gonna have so many blessings. He's gonna have all that. Well, he didn't have a son. He didn't have a way to have that family without anything to carry it on which is obviously you need descendants to have descendants so 
you know, God, he was getting older in age. God finally gave him his son. He had Isaac. And then God said, you need to sacrifice your son. Talk about going to the extreme. God, so he takes his son up to the top of the mountain. He is about to slay him. And then an angel stopped him. And he said, now I know that you that you are basically I'm saying it in a different way but basically now I know that you're 100% sold out for me and God's going to put us in those same situations but we're willing to take our finances up that mountain we're willing to take our our car you know that we you know how whatever you might have whatever way you got your vehicle where God like if you're a young person you get that car you're 16 17 years old and you're going to take that vehicle and be like God I'm going to pick up people for church I'm going to pick up, you know, a friend. I'm going to pick up someone from my bus route, whatever it may be. And you just start putting yourself out there like how Abraham did. Um, I'm, there's a, some friends that come to my mind, and they uh, we are actually going to have lunch with them in a little bit. But the Far fans, we're going to have them on this podcast because they, <laughs> um, they are a great uh, couple. from Aiden Lighthouse Church, I've known Ruben for a very long time in the youth group. But God put a desire in his heart for Mexico. Mm-hmm. He said it was so heavy he couldn't sleep at night because all he could think about is Mexico. <laughs> and I don't know if it's exactly Ensenada. One of the coolest things, though, that he said, touching off of what Brother Julian just said, was that during COVID, it kind of put a halt on how often they can be out there. And he said, I, I feel like I'm already late because he wasn't there. Like, they weren't there yet. And it was like... He's like, I feel like I'm late. I feel like I should have been there already. It was, it was just he's literally verbalizing like his yeah. burden. He was like just the desire of, to go there and just the kids and like the families and all these things. And God just had a place on his heart. Well, once COVID cleared up, they were making trips down there every single weekend. It's a three four hour drive yeah plus going through plus yeah when they come back through the border, border and like it, they say oh it's like hours sometimes yeah and they're coming back they're traveling every single weekend four to six hours that's sacrificing your vehicle yeah that's the service and wear and tear on your car and they have one time. little boy they have like, having yeah. to just travel that much with a Young, young he's, kid. He's under five. <clears throat> he's a little boy. And, you know, and that's a ton of travel. That's giving up your weekend trips, you mm-hmm. know, like whatever fishing trips, whatever you want to do on Saturday yeah. is gone. You're and you're in Mexico. You're just working. And they went to the extreme for that. Now, God's making ways to where, where they could stay down there permanently. And, you know, God, I mean, as much as it breaks our heart, but at the same time, like, we're happy <laughs> for them. You know, that like God is opening doors. They just had a, on the same weekend that we had the children's seminar, they had a children's service that we saw pictures of. I mean, it was just, a, it looked like they had a they blast. They had a piñata. They did object lessons that were based off of Apostolic Sunday School. And it was... You know, and I wish I could remember. I I know they said the numbers, but there was a lot of families there. There There's a lot in that picture. But God's working on them. Um, It's just, they were willing to go that extreme. And they didn't just do it once or twice. They did it for months. I I don't know exactly the time frame, but it was a long time. Um, It was very hard to try to get together with them because they were always in Mexico doing the work of God. But today we're going to have lunch with them, and I, I love the Far Fans. Hopefully you guys will hear from them soon.
But I do want to challenge you guys. Let God direct you and take you to an extreme. The main thing is just be willing to do it, whatever it may be. If God begins to place things on your heart, just go. If he places, you know, uh, a family on your mind, that's, you're not just thinking about them randomly. God's doing it. Take a knee, pray for them, and then God will begin to direct your path of what to do for them. Before you know it, they'll open up their hearts about you, about whatever's going on. And I understand you may not have the money to do whatever, but God will open up a door. He'll and put you in a position. prayer is so powerful. Prayer will send someone who's like, here's a random envelope with a certain amount. I don't even know what it's for. <laughs> you know, we, like God will do it. We serve the God that has all things in his hands. If you... If, you be start praying, hey, God, this family needs $2,000. All of a sudden, God will open it. I have faith in that. Yeah, and one thing we really push also is just use wisdom. We deal with a lot of families who um, sometimes giving them just money may get them in trouble. You know, and that's something we don't ever want to do. We don't ever want to supply any kind of trouble in that manner. I could give you another example we had from a different route. One of the captains called me and was like, Sister Kim, this is the situation. They need this amount of money for their electric bill. Uh, they're getting threats. It's going to get turned off soon. And so <clears throat> I said, okay, let's figure it out. We um, got in, we got all of their login info. I said, if they're comfortable with that, I can pay with my card. Um, and this way we're not handing over any cash, right? But this bill was, I think, like, $800 something like we don't have you know it's not something we just like I did not have a petty cash account for you know $800 but it was during a time and this is what I'm saying just use wisdom use your resources and it was during COVID relief so we got in touch with Edison account and it ended up being dropped down to like I think like a hundred bucks, yeah. which is so do I think it was 75 if I was correct. Yeah. One was 75. The other one dropped down to like 200, which was like 1500 down to $200. Use wisdom. We were able to get it knocked off. We were able to pay it. We all pitched in and paid it. I know there was like, I know me and the captain, I believe, but use wisdom. We can be so much help because we're using, you know, resources or we're, understanding the way something works and they just might not know yeah i mean get direction from your pastor get direction from your if you're a young person from your parents or someone you know just whoever you look up to if you need help um i like that's perfect use godly wisdom um because we you know you just never know and mm -hmm. you know we, we know we want to be a help but we don't ever want to be a um not a crutch, but I can't think of the word. We don't want to enable anyone with yeah. anything. So, But God wants to take us all to the extreme. He wants to see it all do it. Um, but God will open up the door, whatever it may be. Which is crazy because one thing that um, I'm kind of like giggling inside about it, but like one thing from the seminar was they're saying like take it to the extreme, the extreme. And I, w I felt like we've already been doing this. I didn't even feel like it was extreme. Yeah. You know, I felt like it was just like our heart told us yes. And obviously, like, that's God just, you know, telling us, like, go. I'm giving you instruction, go. No, he, he did say, though, <laughs> all of us could do more, even himself. Oh, so absolutely. So I know, like, there's, there's, I'm sitting there listening. And I'm like, okay, 
I, I could do more. <laughs> you know, and that, it's funny that he was saying all this stuff because he he uh, was saying that we could all do more. You know, and I'll be honest, if I could look at myself in the mirror and, you know, I was thinking like, God, I, I've been feeling just, I don't know, like I'm not doing enough lately. You know, and I know, like, trust me, if you looked at my calendar, I'm doing, but the, I think God was... He used that message. He had me feel in a certain way to take me just a little bit further mm-hmm. to do. You know, and there's a bunch of stuff that I could bury myself with. Like admin work and all these things, which is all very important. But we are developing a team for that. That does the admin work for Sunday school. Uh, you know, Ooh, shout ministry. out to Liz. My but best friend. <laughs> God's calling me out to do more for like reaching, discipleship, teaching Bible studies, you know. Um, that's just been very heavy on my heart. And you may think to yourself, well, I can't teach a Bible study. I am, you know, I've just, I'm not a talker. I'm not this, I'm not that, whatever it may be. You gotta just put yourself out there and God will begin to, he'll, where you lie, God will definitely step up and And he'll fix. give you a team. I tell this over and over to our bus, like our bus group. And I, I repeat certain things over and over, but it's because I want them to understand, like utilize your team. Um, I give them this story, and I know God let it, like allowed it to happen so that I can tell them this. We had one girl on our route who her mom shut us down for about a year and a half to two years. Just like, eh, eh, eh. We had one of our workers, it was an older gentleman, goes and talks to her mom randomly after these like one and a half to two years. And she says yes. Yep. And every time she's available, she's been coming ever since. Utilize your team. It didn't have to be me. Yeah. I'm not taking her to Sunday school to see me. We're taking them to have a connection with God. So utilize your team. And just like Brother Julian said, like, wherever you lack, like, God will make up. For whatever reason, we didn't click, maybe. You know, Brother Julian didn't click with her. I didn't click with her. But this man did. And it's so worth it. Yep. <clears throat> you know, God will use your team. He'll put you in a position. He'll help. Um, you know, I remember, you know, sometimes, you know, you may be the, like, all you could do on your bus is make balloons. Like, that's just your thing. You, but make you all the balloons. You can't, <laughs> you can't sing very well. You don't, you're not comfortable standing in front of everyone and leading songs on your bus. But you may be very comfortable sitting there and making balloons. Mm-hmm. If that's your thing, get good at it. Yeah. Sit there and learn. Brother Philip, well, from our church, Brother Philip will be more than happy to buy you a bag of balloons, <laughs> send them home, and you go in your <coughs> closet and just practice and practice and practice. Then you show up, you have will have the coolest balloons out there. Um, but whatever it may be, take it to the extreme. Do it. Do it for the work of God. We, we, we've seen it all throughout Scripture. People taking their calling to the next level, putting themselves out there. Um, as I mentioned, Abraham, let's do that. And I, I pray God will do, there will be a blessing. Um, if I could just recap, because we did talk about um, like just like things that we've personally done. Um, again, I'm sorry for the personal reference. It's just that this is just this is who we are. If we had the far fence sitting right here right now, I would talk about them and put them on the spot. But it's just us. So this is what you got to deal with. But when we did those things for those families, whatever it may be, you know, if we were buying Christmas presents or um, figuring out, you know, things to just make their birthday special or, you know, helping with food when they're sick. We were blessed every single time. Now, I'm not talking like maybe like it's not like money keep falling out of heaven because some people, they think, oh, you're blessed. They always think money. No, no, no. 
we're blessed with all kinds of just like happiness, joy, you know, your marriage gets stronger, you know, your kids are just taken care of, you know, someone will bless you, you know, you're, you're, you're giving food away, then all of a sudden someone's offering to take you out, yeah. or they're giving you like <clears throat> Lucille gift cards, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know and, and stuff like that, that is all of God blessing us because of what we were willing to do. It also makes you just want to be in that. You want to like, you know, some people may struggle with, oh man, I have to give all this stuff away. I'm like, man, the more you give and don't do it for this, but you get in this circle of you give, they give, they give, and it circles back around to you. And then you're able to give a little you're more. Blessed and to be a it blessing. It just keeps going and you're in this, you know, like whirlwind of just like giving, getting, giving, getting. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's yep. beautiful. You'll be blessed to be a blessing. So, and I, and if I, I remember one time, a lady from our church, she was just being a blessing. She decided to do a dinner before service. It was a lasagna dinner, and it was free to everyone to come to, like a great fellowship before a Wednesday night service. And I knew that there was people on my route who they don't have that much food, so I contacted them and said would you like to come to this lasagna dinner it's free it's right before service uh up to this point they haven't been to our service and they decided yeah we'll come because they needed food that night mm -hmm. and so uh, it was sister ballast she put together this dinner um we had the families come and then that night four people received the holy ghost yep that three different families yes three different came. families yep and mm -hmm. four of them got the Holy Ghost. And I, that is what it's all about. I mean, to see a soul get saved, that's a blessing too. To know that you have just impacted a life forever. Well, that is just what I can And that's what on. it's all about. One thing to touch that Brother Greg did say, he said that, you know, people are like, are you bribing people to come? Are you bribing them with food? Are you bribing, you know, the kids with like, Oh, you get a dollar if you ride the bus today. And he like said it jokingly. He's like, yes, I am. Like if I can get them there. But then he touched on what the Bible says. And I have repeated this a few times now because it struck me so hard in the heart and in the soul. And he said the Bible says to compel them to come. It's yeah. still, I feel like kind of like makes me emotional of how much I understood that. Like compel them to come. You can't just sit in the corner and be like, yeah, it's so much fun. And that's it. Like, no, compel them to come. Bring them to God in the most exciting way that you can. Why not? Yep. You know, why not? Why, you know, the, you know, and I looked up that letter, you know, to, you know, basically it's to convince, to, uh, it, it is those bribes. Also, one of it said to use force and threats. <laughs> I mean, it was just whatever you have to do to get that person to come to the house of God, you do it. Now, we don't go around threatening people to come to church, but we do tell them, you know, like, hey, there's a heaven and there's a hell. Like, if they, the people I have asked me straight up on the street, be like, do you think there's a heaven? Yep. So that means you probably think there's a hell. Yep. You know, do you think everyone goes to heaven? Nope, I don't, because this is why it's what the Bible says. And I'm not threatening them, but I am telling them what the scripture says. And then, but as far as the kids that's, go. That's not our approach. That's not my way. approach. I mean, that's not my approach. That's <laughs> more of a me, an adult to another adult. Just, they're and just that's asking later on question. in the relationship too of understanding. No, sometimes people just straight up that's their first question they want to know. <laughs> I, and I and I didn't come at them that way. That's just what they asked me. <laughs> and, but it's you true. know, as far as the kids go, 
I'm going to tell them, hey, we got jumpers, we got balloons, we're going to feed you food, we're going to have all this fun stuff, we're going to sing songs. Hey, guess what? If you come, your name goes into a drawing for a free hoverboard. <laughs> and I'll have this, the hoverboard out. Like, you could get this for free if you get on my bus, you know. All that stuff, and they're not, uh, they're not lies. They're true. There is a real jumper. There is real balloons, and there yeah. is a real breakfast. And they're and, and if it makes them come the following week because they had so much fun, that's what it's all about. And you know, kids function a little differently. You may uh, compel, <laughs> you may compel them to come with this jumper and this, you know, breakfast. There's pancakes and these crazy songs and giveaways and stuff. But they're listening yeah. and they're watching you, and they are seeing like. This is so much fun. Why do these people enjoy it so much? Like, kids are so observant. I know we all hear this. Like, they're like a sponge. If you're excited, they're going to be excited. Yeah. I have kids who are, like, mid-class. They're like, I'm so bored. But you know what? If I give them a donut and sit and talk with them about the Bible, they're there. They're yeah. absolutely there in tune. The We have Mother's Day coming up. We're doing a Mother's Day breakfast. That's to compel the moms to come with their kids. And we also have a family day at the end of the month, mm -hmm. which is a Sunday uh, afternoon service that we do at, I think it's like at 2 o'clock, if I remember correctly. 1 or 2. I don't remember. It's well, in the the service afternoon. is at 1.30. Okay, it's at 1.30. But it's in the afternoon, and after that is followed by food <clears throat> and fellowship. Free for all. <laughs> Free, yep. And then, I, you know, we do some type of games or events. I think this, hopefully this next one would be like a basketball tournament. We're going to have a water slide. We're going to have all kinds of fun things. Uh, we try to... Get them, uh, you know, like there's all kinds of things that are going on at the church that we could compel them to come to, you mm -hmm. know. So, but basically to wrap this up, I'm going to go ahead and just say, you know what, don't be afraid to go to the next level. Don't be afraid. It, is it going to make us uncomfortable at first? Yes, it is. It is out of our habits. It is out of our yeah, routine. But good. those habits <laughs> need to be broken mm -hmm. and they need to be changed a little bit to do more for god's kingdom <laughs> um it, it again it is a little uncomfortable at first but before you know it you're gonna realize like man like what like i i could do more i have more time i you, you'll figure out the balance i feel like once you get to that next level you're always gonna say why did i wait so long yeah it's like going i think everyone could refer to COVID. okay so but pre-COVID, we were very busy. COVID hit, then we couldn't have service no more. We couldn't, you know, do Sunday school. We were still busy, but just not as, you know, we figured out other ways to do things. And then things went back to how they were. Mm -hmm. And oh my, it was like, everyone's like, oh my, we have so much to do. We have this, <laughs> that, that. And, it, and I was like, well, this is what it was a year ago. This is just, yeah. and now we're, we've been out of COVID, what, a year now? I don't know. How long? I, like two now, years. I think two is it two years already? Man. We're in okay. 2022. We're in 2022. We are. <laughs> but, I mean, since things, restrictions and all that stuff have really started lightening up, we're getting back into that routine, or we're back in that routine now. And I'm starting to realize, like, man, we got time. Like, I got time to do more things. I don't feel as busy as I was, you know, a year ago. I, Even though we're still doing the same thing, just that balance, those habits that are now, I'm like, okay, I could squeeze in more time here. I could squeeze in more time there. And... If I could say to parents, get into it, get into the extremes, because then your kids, that's all they're going to know is the extreme, and they're going to be willing to just jump in. Yeah, and that that's such a big point, especially to the parents. Like, God is going to give your kids a desire 
to just be there with you. And, like, there's times where um, I had told someone before, I'm like, my kids will get sick, you know, and I'll be like, well, we need to stay home. There's a time to rest. There really, really is. And I won't take them to outreach. They are so upset at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, we missed outreach. We, you know, for whatever maybe we missed children's choir, you know, and it's so, like, it, like, disrupts their routine and their desires to be involved in all these things, which is just, it. it's a blessing. It is. And that's, what it's, and that's what it's all about. We want our kids to be able to get into that extreme ministry, too. So just be able to go to the next level. I was talking with one of the ladies. She's also a bus captain. And she said um, there was an elder here evangelizing. And they were preaching. And she said they... She walked up to him after service and asked, you know, like, how do you do all that you do? You're so busy. You're, you know, like, pointing out just the fact that, like, he's been doing his ministry for so many years. He was an older gentleman. And he told her, like, you just don't stop. And that doesn't mean you, you know, like, you work until, like, you're angry or, you know, nothing like that. There's a time to rest. Keep your prayer life. You know, keep that downtime with God. But... It really pushed me because we had so many events back to back this entire month. There is an event every single weekend and I was feeling it, you know, my kids are fighting off some kind of like sinus and as me as well. And that's on top of school, that's on top of Bible cuisine, that's, you know, on top of uh, just our regular every weekend prep for Sunday and that's outreach and it's all of these things. And it really, it was just one of those things where it was that I needed to hear that. Because one, God is going to honor it. He's going to allow you to rest. He's not going to make you be so extremely tired that you can't function properly to get the work done. He's not going to do that to you. But he said, just keep going. And it's this these ups and these downs, you know, and we've seen it. I've seen it personally with people where they go, 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 go. And then they stop for so long because they burnt themselves out. Like, you have to use wisdom in your schedule. You have to use wisdom with your kids because you don't want them to, you know, not want to do it because they see how you react to the work of God. Yes. But he said, just keep going. Yep, like, you don't going. stop. And it made me so fired up in that time. And I was like, I'm not going to stop. Like, this is what we're here for. And it, it, I know maybe someone might not understand that. Maybe it was just me and I needed that personally. But, like, I don't want to stop. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and just wrap this up. And I'm going to just, we're going to challenge you guys. Do more. Be more. God will take you to the next level. He will take that, what you have in your heart, and he will make it so much more. And you will be a blessing. And you will be blessed. So we could just wrap up with a... God bless you guys, and take care. God bless. And don't ever forget, live in the overflow.